Michigan Rise Pre-Seed Fund 3 is proud to be a sponsor of Michigan Venture Capital Association's podcast series, Michigan VC Talk. Michigan Rise was founded in 2020 with support from the Michigan State University Foundation and the Michigan Economic Development Corporation to invest in early-stage high-tech startups. This funding enables Michigan tech companies with high growth potential to meet near-term milestones and raise downstream funding for future growth. Michigan Rise partners with MVCA members focused on the earliest stages of commercialization to identify and support high potential technology startups across Michigan with capital, mentoring, assistance with grant funding, and more. To learn more about Michigan Rise, visit www.michiganrise.com. Welcome to Michigan VC Talk. This is Ara Tapuzian. I'm the Executive Director of Michigan Venture Capital Association. On today's show, I'm talking to Johnny Turnage. He's a founder and CEO of Evenscore, which is an impact-focused donation platform he started in 2021. Johnny is an award-winning grassroots activist and tech entrepreneur. He's a passionate Michigan founder that grew up understanding what it means to be part of a community. Now, as a first-time founder, Johnny is giving back and wants to help others. Join me and hear my great conversation with Johnny Turnage. Johnny, it is awesome to have you on Michigan VC Talk. I have been following a bit your progress online for a bit, and uh, and you and I had a chance to meet uh, not too long ago, and, and you and, and your wife, uh, Alexa, are so very... Uh, into the community and so it's just awesome to talk to you today it's it's amazing talking to you honestly i remember when we met back at it was a fundraising it was an investor event networking event and i'm like you actually took the time to talk to me i was brand new in the space and i love that but you also took the time to invite me out to the dinner which if you're if you're in this ecosystem you got to see the whole space on a different in a different level the impact we're making i did not know michigan was doing so much. I thought everything was in the coast. And then I'm like, oh, wow, we we do this. Here's some companies that have exited. So I'm glad to be talking to you. Well, you're you're very kind. And in the dinner, for those that are listening to uh, that Johnny's referring to is, is the uh, MVCA annual awards dinner, which is a lot of fun uh, to, to put on and, and a lot of fun to experience. So I'm glad you were able to get into that. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, Johnny. I want to, I want to, to sh- I want you to share with our listeners kind of your background and how that led uh, to you being an entrepreneur and sort of your path to be a founder. So tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah. So my background is actually in community organizing, politics, and um, labor, right? I got started when I was about 12 years old doing voter registration, and I grew up into different roles um, and then I ended up in labor the last six years, 2016 to 2022, where I got to really take what was organizing the community level. So here's what it looks like when we're working with corporations, different businesses. I negotiated contracts. I ran um, larger political programs. I raised the, I ran the political pact. And I really got to see what it's like to build a department, train staff. Yeah. And that kind of energy, those, I guess, experiences helped me get ready for my eventual entrepreneur journey, but it came from because I was in labor, 
um, because I had a really supportive boss during 2020, um, a lot of our stuff was remote. I was the contract negotiator and it's to go and do contract negotiations. And they're like, we really don't want, I have a lot of up North contracts. So we're talking Traverse city areas. And they're like, we really don't want you downstate people coming up here. So they wanted <laughs> to do some remote negotiations. So I'm like, all right, my job, my job changed. But it was during that time of having to really sit still and watch the numbers and learn things that I started, I think, researching some of the things that led me to later forming Evenscore. What a unique background. I mean, uh, I, I don't think I would have ever thought about doing any of what you were doing uh, growing up. And what led you to do, I mean, what what interested you to, to get into all of this? Yeah. So it actually started from... One, my mom always nudging me, but I was that kid in like elementary school who we did kids care club stand every walk of thought. I was like, oh, I, this is what you're supposed to be doing because that's how I grew up. And really after high school, an internship opened up at a nonprofit. And I was like, oh, I could do this on the summer before I go to school. And then I did it. And the person I was interning for left and I just fell in love. Like, this is interesting. I'm like, there's so much opportunity, but it's really Everything in organizing teaches you about creating something yeah. and taking that mindset. I figured out how to apply what I learned early on to other spaces. So when I got to United Food and Commercial Workers, I was like, let's apply this to how we run campaigns. Let's apply this to how we engage with our members. Let's apply this to how we fundraise. And it led to being able to unionize new shops, work with workers, work with employers during the pandemic, because that was complicated. And there were some amazing employers who we worked with that stepped up, that took care of their people that would call. And I'm like, you learn and organize and to deal with difficult people. And so I'm like, it comes from my mom, like getting me involved early. And then I fell yeah. in love and I struggle with that. Like if you love something, it's never worked. So once I've loved it, I'm like, I've tried to leave, but every time I do, I get right back organizing <laughs> something. Well, you know, I give you credit for that. And, you know, as I'm hearing you speak, I, you know, I kind of think about when I was growing up and uh, just kind of being involved in the community. And so I, I grew up in a, in a pretty predominant Armenian wow. community. And so not only church, but just kind of youth groups. So as, as I'm listening to you speak, it's like, well, you know what? I did have a little bit of that similar background and you, and you, you get a real, you get a sense for how important that is. And so You've taken it to the next level. So talk about um talk about even score. Yeah. So even score is a peer-to-peer -peer contribution platform for supporters to raise money for their favorite campaigns and nonprofits. And we really help organizations really maximize their small dollar donations. Right? Even score is literally me taking everything I learned in organizing where I'm like, we always go and get people, but the money has to follow. And right. there's so many parallels. But in 2020, I think the thing that like triggered me to like research is George Floyd was murdered and I saw the skyrocketing and donations and commitments. Right. I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, as an organizer, whenever there's opportunities to fund the movement, you get excited. Like this means great for nonprofits, for healthcare. But what I also was kind of, uh, I guess, swimming in is people calling me asking, where do I donate? How do I get engaged? And me going, shouldn't there should be things that tell you this like just kind of like somebody should do this and i'm like i do the research and really it's we fast forward it's the end of 20 it's, i think election day and my wife asked me what am i supposed to vote for i don't know what's going on i'm like what do you mean what's going on and this, this is we're still dating at this point and that was the moment where i called a friend and i said all right we're gonna do something because we can't keep saying somebody's gonna do something and we 
threw a meeting on our calendar and like four of us jumped in and started brainstorming on a Google Doc. And that moment to like really dive into the data and look at the numbers made me say I was going to do something before I said even score. It's really taking the principles of organizing, using your story of self to like fundraise and for raising money. The most important thing is you center the pitch around the individual. And I think there are a lot of nonprofits who do really, really great work, but they don't often get to tell their stories. So we help amplify that and really give you the data analytics to back it so you can feel comfortable as a donor and then verify it and then really track your dollars. After you donate, you want to know what's going on with the organization. Where's the money going? So putting that all into a place and saying, let's do it. Do you have any good examples you can share that, you know, some success stories and in, in, in folks that have been using Evenscore? Yeah. So for us at Evenscore, we are, we've really went through private betas right now. Okay. I think our success stories are, we piloted in some organizations where we've started a parents group who are, the football team needed to raise, needed to raise money for, you know, different things. And parents started to like, all right, I'm going to buy snacks. And then we sent out a video with some parents and they started donating money. And the team went from, we needed stuff to, they had everything they needed for the next couple of years. Um, but I think an example that will resonate more with people is think of 2021, the Georgia elections. When people know where to donate, how to donate and how to get involved, we saw so many people donate, so many people get involved. And I'm like, the problem is people don't always know where to focus their efforts and we help them doing that, do that, and then like build a community around what that means to move forward. Now, so this is your first startup, yes. and uh, there's, I'm, you know, there's a lot that we could probably unpack about that. Not, not easy, right? Not easy being a founder, uh, just in general. Not easy being a founder. Maybe talk a little bit about that experience. Um, uh, I mean, I want to lead to, you know, sort of your first kind of your fundraising to really kind of get this off the ground. Mm. Talk about that. Yeah. So one being a first time founder is it's a very humbling experience. You yeah. do have to like have this mindset that you have to chip away the things that you are sure, you know, not in a way that you're not confident on it, but there's a lot more wisdom and out the gate. We jumped out there and we were like, we we have a great idea. We know what we're doing. And we were connected to High Ground Labs. And they were the first uh, investor in. And they really supported us in kind of fine-tuning the idea. But even then, the one thing we learned is we needed to be really connected to our ecosystem and have that mentorship to help guide us on a more regular basis. And that's when, honestly, I got connected to the Michigan Founders Fund, who, and like, actually, let me back up. I got connected to Invest Detroit Ventures because we connected on a LinkedIn post and talking to them really from May till I think we, they actually, we closed on an investment in August. Talking to them during that time helped us clean up our pitch, think about different things, actually break things down into like bite-sized metrics. Right. And, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm a first time founder. Some of the things that we were going through, was like, I don't know 100% what the standard is or how to, break this down and they really helped us start that process of having like one milestone after the other. Great. So very helpful to have that kind of mentorship, certainly at the beginning that, you know, what you don't know, you don't know. So it was definitely helpful. How was your fundraising your first, your first time doing that? How was the, your, your end result? End result. So the end result was great. We came out with 
Um, I think a really great team of supporters with High Ground Labs, Solidia Capital, and Investor Detroit Ventures. And it also helped us start. We didn't understand until we got that mentorship, the benefit of having multiple capital strategies, um, grants that we didn't know were available, even angel investors. The concept of an angel investor, I didn't fully know coming in. Right. And then you get connected and then people start reaching out and you go, oh, wow. All right. So there's a different approach that we should have to this and different things you should factor in as a first time founder. Um, right. You learned a lot. Question again. You, you learned, learned a lot. You, you definitely learned a lot in, in in a relatively short period of time. I mean, uh, have you had a chance to like breathe or take a vacation anywhere along <laughs> the way? Because it, it sounds like, and you know, you talked about your, you know, a LinkedIn post. I mean, you're, you're pretty active online and, and you're posting all the time and you're pretty busy. Um, let's talk about sort of the founder ecosystem, because I think that activity that you're doing online is helpful for other founders. I mean, to see what, you know, uh, inspirational or, or whatnot, let's talk about the ecosystem here in Michigan and, and sort of the founders you, you connect with a lot of Michigan entrepreneurs. Um, you know, tell me, talk about, talk about your point of view and, on, on how you feel this this ecosystem is working. Yeah, well, a lot of my feelings stem from when I got connected to the Michigan Founders Fund, it was like a light went off where we went on the cohort. There's 10 of us founders, I think CEOs, different C-suites who are really hands-on in the company. And I'm like, we had a moment to really talk about our experiences, what worked, what didn't work, fundraises, goals, those things that are keeping us up at night. And I'm like, when you have that kind of conversations with founders where you go, oh, I was able to come in as a first time founders and learn from people who've been doing it like Ryan Mitty for years. He just closed a, a 5 million seed round. And I'm like, when you can call someone like Ryan and talk through his experience, their early decisions, and I get to learn from the things that he says, here's what I did. Here's what I wish I could have did. Um, Christina Fair immediately in the group starts being helpful. We learn her kids are going to the school I went to. And I'm like, when you have that founder support, it does let you do what I think I did, which is learn really fast. But also I can be confident in the fact that if I have a question, <laughs> there are one of a hundred people that I can call in the state of Michigan who are a founder, an investor, um, they're a mentor who's supporting the ecosystem. So I'm like, that really helped me, I think, start to take off. And then I fast forward a lot to we're at Michigan Tech Week. Um, the pincher comp the pitch competition is you have to work with other companies to pitch how you all will move forward together. And I'm like, that in itself, getting connected in the ecosystem, like I knew founders on the list. I wouldn't have known founders. I might not have actually submitted for the competition had I not been connected to the ecosystem. Right. And as I talked to others in the competition, I think we all shared that like it does help to get connected. But our team was able to come together because we were forming, we built a relationship, we knew each other, we understood each other's companies. And using that same like collaborative mindset, we've all been kind of like moving forward, supporting each other. I can lean on someone for tech support or fundraising expertise and everything that's been given to me, I've been trying to make a habit of how do I give it back? Like people are helping right. me with every question I call with, like returning that favor. Um, and I want to touch on like my posting. After winning the pitch competition, Angel Investor from Texas reached out. And I was like, I was kind of lazy on LinkedIn then. But since then, they kind of coached me through, you need to post more. We like following your story and show me here's a way that our networks stay involved. So 
I've had to like recruit my wife and even my mom on, you have to help me stay consistent on <laughs> LinkedIn. And like, here's our post process, here's content if I write. And I'm like, but doing that lets us share our story, get people involved. And we've seen it um, continue to help us learn and, and, and like pull in that ecosystem are. support. I mean, they yes. learn who you are and, and I, you know, they become familiar with you. And, and I think that's always yeah. a good thing. So what you've really said kind of in a big nutshell is really how tight the founder community is. And, and, and I would go, um, you know, I would add to that a couple of things. One, I've always said that I think Michigan's got such a rich pipeline of founders. Right. I mean, there, there's no way for me to know everybody that's here, but I know there's, there's more out there. And, and you probably feel that same way. And the investor community wants to connect to the founder community. And I, and I think they do a decent job with that. And we're always trying to find new and exciting ways to do that. From your point of view, how do we keep talent here in Michigan? We want to grow Michigan, right? We want folks like yourself to always stay here and, and, and help folks here. How, from your, from your vantage point, how do we encourage and, and keep talent? here in the state? Well, one, I think we start letting people know what's here. I getting emerged in the ecosystem did not know so many opportunities are here. So many different kinds of companies were even trying to build here that I think I even as active as I thought I was in the world community, I learned so much. So I think there are people who need to know more, but one thing I've been doing as a founder is I've been mentoring at U of M learning a lot more about different things going on there. And I'm like, I've never spent a lot of time on U of M. I think as an ecosystem in terms of keeping talent, having those close relationships with universities, having the relationships with students so they know there are startups growing here. We're looking for good talent all the time. So they need to know where to get plugged in and just making sure people know about there's an ecosystem, there's a community. And I think different groups are doing it really well. I think Purpose Purpose Jobs is doing a great job of trying to get a list of like connecting people. And I think the different ecosystem supporters are like trying to pull their jobs list together and making sure people know here is what's in Michigan um, for that opportunity. And then the last thing is it takes us all kind of saying we want to fix that. And like, how do we uplift it and make it that make it a priority? Like we're when enough people become aware of a problem, I do think we can like get together and solve it. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And you you'd mentioned purpose jobs. We we had Ryan on a um, former uh, programmer or a, a past program. We featured him and and some of the work he's doing. And I think you're right. I mean, we've got to. I think we've all sort of identified some of the issues and what needs to what we need to do to solve them. And it's really just putting the tools in place to try and get to that to that point. Yeah. I know that we at uh, Michigan Venture Capital Association we we started sort of an entrepreneur and investor event. We did that uh, in uh, 2022 and we're going to do it again in, in 2023, just to find ways to connect more of the, the investor and founder community together before we we got one more kind of topic that I want to talk about with you, but because of your energy and excitement and all that kind of fun (laughs) stuff, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to throw you a good curveball because I want you to kind of think of this top of mind is if you had one piece of advice to give uh, a new founder, an emerging entrepreneur, what would that one piece of advice be? You got to reach out and find your community, right? It is, I will say it's impossible to build alone, right? If you really want to build something strong, you get plugged in and it's going to take some work. I have to do do a lot of one-on-ones 
and blessed to get a lot of people who could connect me to the other people, but reach out, find somebody who you have some alignment with and start talking with them and ask for that intro. Take those intro calls, get connected. Perfect advice. All right. We're going to move into one more item, which is we want to talk about women in history. Uh, and that is um, na- a nationally recognized. Um, it's not an event, uh, it, it, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Celebration. Yeah. It's a celebration. It's a better word. Yeah. Uh, in March, it, every year is where we celebrate women in history. Johnny, why is it important to celebrate this? I think it's becoming increasingly more important to celebrate people one while they're here. I think in our country, we haven't had always, well, we've had a history of uplifting the people who've made those strides, but yeah. now more than ever, I think we see women breaking what was like the glass ceiling on different spaces and it's time we uplift them. I think the reason this became passionate for me is I'm, February is Black History Month. We're celebrating Black founders. We know it's coming, but I learned when I was really young, you have to celebrate the little victories. And I'm like, the more we celebrate, we also let people know that they have the space. And uh, women are part of a group that we we call underrepresented founders who are struggling to break through in all things we see in tech and not even in just this industry. It's like the more we uplift it, the more we let people know that we got to celebrate women while they're here. They're making amazing um, additions to society and stress. And I'm like, we got to uplift, we got to uplift and celebrate and change the narrative on how we do that. And to be told, ease the path for people who are doing it. It shouldn't be as hard as it is. Yeah. And we have some amazing, uh, uh, women founders, uh, women investors here in Michigan. And, and I agree with you. I think we need to tell the story more. And so whenever we can have this type of a celebration, I mean, we learn, I mean, I learn more for, uh, you know, when, when, when it is black history month, I learn more, um, right. you know, just the same thing. So I, <laughs> I applaud and want more of these celebration months because it gives me and gives everybody else sort of that opportunity to kind of become educated, which is what we need to do. What, yeah. If I could, yeah, sorry, if I could add, I'm like, for me, especially women's history month this year is special because it's been women who really helped na- help me navigate and get more connected to the ESA system. You had Amanda from Bamboo who really got me plugged in. Don Bats, who's been like a yeah. godmother and like helping. But Timber Shea took me around and did intros to most of the investors when I was like really new. And I'm like, when you have that kind of support, I'm like, you do have to echo chamber and celebrate because they they are helping a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Let's talk, you know, you, you're involved with Michigan Founders Fund. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about and, and sort of kind of end on that. Um, your experience with all of that. I mean, it's sort of really all ties in together with all the work that, that you're doing. And um, you had mentioned uh, Michigan Tech Week, which uh, started in 2022 and is going to happen again uh, in 2023. Um, you know, what came out of all of that? And what, you know, what do you, wh- where do you think we stand as a sort of an ecosystem at this point? I think Michigan, so the Michigan Founders Fund is really working hard to pull all the players in the ecosystem together so they can help connect us. And I'm like, one, I think that's beneficial because I'm learning how much more is in Michigan. And as a founder, you don't really have all the time in the world to go around the state and meet everyone, but being able to be in a network where I can get connected to Grand Rapids, to Traverse City, and they can get connected to Detroit and we can trade the skills and resources that we have to just build the state. Um, 
I think the cool part is Michigan Tech Week was our first last year. We had over 400 people. And the energy around this one, the excitement from founders and investors, I think is growing. I'm sure we're probably going to double that um, just because there were founders who are part of MFF who did not actually attend Michigan Tech Week because they were building. And then they were there and they saw who was there. And we saw the excitement. We saw the energy from the pitch competition. We're like, we all need to be here um, because the more founders, the more investors support our Tech Week in state the more we can uplift it. There are active angel groups and investors who they're not plugged into an ecosystem, but they would love to support entrepreneurs building at home. So my take is we have to uplift our own if we want other people to celebrate. So we as Michigan have to echo chamber. Our tech week is about to be the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> well, you're definitely one of Michigan's greatest cheerleaders. So what's next for you, Johnny? What, what, uh, what do you what do you have your eyes set on doing uh doing next or or maybe you know what's next for even score so for us at even score right now we are finishing some development to take our really our mvp to v1 and release so while we're doing that process we're doing a better job of telling our story we jumped out there and we built but we didn't bit like from getting this crowd of support that we have now we learned we want to really go back and make sure people have a journey. Here's what we're doing. So they know where we're going. So over the next few months, we're just going to be telling our story, introducing the team. We onboarded some team members. The end of the year was a very journey. We went from tech week to Afro tech to our Basel Miami tech week with the black founders demo day and some other events in December. And I'm like, it's been an exciting last few months and we've got a lot to catch people up on. So just doing a better job of getting our story out there and also, I want to shout out my team, my new team members, because they've made it possible for me to not only move faster, but me to learn on the go. So I realize this is a podcast, but for those that are listening, I can tell you because I'm I'm looking at his <laughs> face. He hasn't stopped smiling uh, this entire time. So, I mean, uh, if you haven't met Johnny Turney, you, you need to. Um, and you need to check him out on LinkedIn, online and uh, he'll definitely make your day happier. Johnny, thank you for being on the program today. It's always good chatting with you and talking to you and following the progress of what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you for listening to today's show and hope you enjoyed it. We have other great past programs that I invite you to download and listen to as well. If you'd like more information about Michigan Venture Capital Association, I invite you to visit us online at michiganvca.org. Until next time.